welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Kant, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And if you are a Light Warrior sensitive soul, I would love to help you. You can check out my free Light Warrior Empowerment Kit at lightwarriorsupport.com. So today we're going to be talking about relationship bliss with my good friend, Mary Claire Tovetz. Now, she is in Canada and is the author of a brand new book called The Honeymoon Playbook. Now, every time we get together, she's talking about sex, so I can't get away from it. (laughs) Oh, she makes me laugh, this gal. So she is a relationship coach and an AASECT certified intimacy educator, and uh, she does a lot of uh, counseling for couples, singles, Um, sharing activities, games, tips, and tricks to reignite that spark. Um, So for increased intimacy in and out of the bedroom. So we're going to be talking to her today about her book, The Honeymoon Playbook. And, you know, that tackles everything from travel to intimacy. And I'm hoping that if you're on the call today, and we see lots of people on the call today, <laughs> that you're willing and open to really changing your relationship. So we, we're going to touch on some topics, including um, how, to, how couples can transform their marriage or relationship from distant to simmering to hot. Woohoo! <laughs> With practical, realistic, and uh, fun activities. And maybe some hot conversation starters, how to make communication stress-free, kissing. Uh, The first time there's less romance in a marriage, couples stop kissing. Very interesting. Okay. So Mary Claire says, let's bring back the kiss. Um, Also, why sensual massage is important, and it takes intimacy and pleasure to a whole new level of foreplay. That sounds cool. And finally, of course, sex. Why it's important to get to know the opposite sex's pleasure anatomy and how to better please them, better communicate, and fulfill your own desires. This is so exciting. So if you want to know more about Mary Claire and what she does, uh, the website to visit is relationshipbliss.ca. Again, it's relationshipbliss.ca. Okay, so we are going to be going to the phones so if you would like to ask Mary Claire a question, uh, and that would be wonderful in the next 45 minutes or so, uh, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Just hit one so we know your hand is up. Again, it's 818-514-1190. If you don't hit one, I won't know that your hand is up and you have a question. I'm also going to be opening up the chat here in just a moment so you can ask questions in the chat as well. And I'm sorry if you're on the show page and putting comments in there. I'm not uh, able to look at those at the same time that we're doing the show live, um, unless some of you want to volunteer as my assistant to do that. (laughs) So, okay, so we're waiting for Mary Claire to call in. Now, if she's called in, she hasn't put her hand up, which is a one on the dial pad. Um, So we are just just trying to connect with Mary Claire just to make sure – that um, she is here. So, Mary Claire, if you have, oh, there you are. I think you're on Skype, maybe. Mary Claire, yes, is that you? Yes, I'm on Skype. Hi. That's me. I'm, I'm on for Skype. Yes. Number. <laughs> I'm calling yeah, from Canada. Hey, welcome to the show. Hi, Mary Claire. <laughs> How are you doing? Can you I hear me? Great. I can. Oh, great. I can. Well, congratulations okay, on your new book. This is so exciting. Yeah, thank you, hon. You know what? That's partly thanks to you because when I was on my on the show last time on your show, 
you said, well, you've got to write a book. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> I did. Okay. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's fantastic. So uh, maybe you can share with folks where they can, um, you know, where they can get this book. And I already have a couple of people I'm thinking, ooh, that are engaged. And I'm like, ooh, this is going to be great mm. presence for them. <laughs> yeah, so, so you can get it you can buy it at honeymoon on Amazon, and you can just go to my uh, my website honeymoonplaybook.com, and there's a direct link that will take you right to Amazon, and uh, you can buy the book there. And please leave a oh. leave a you know leave a message, you know leave a uh, a review if you like the book. Oh, fantastic! Oh, that's great. So I know you're going to give us a little bit of a sneak peek of what's in the book. So before we do mm-hmm. that, just in case folks have not heard you before on the show, um, give us some background about you, who you are, how you got into this whole thing. Like not everybody, you know, as a kid grows up and says, I want to be a sex educator. So we want to know <laughs> <laughs> how you decided to be a sex educator. Well, anytime I picked up a nonfiction book, it was always about sex. <laughs> oh, that's and, so funny. Uh, you know, it was about sex and it's something that I've always been interested in um, and I I taught sex ed in school I, I'd actually taught grade 7 sex ed and I also taught everybody else's grade 7 classes because they prefer to teach other subjects other than sexuality and I loved it I loved really imparting healthy sexual tips to my students you know back then we had to stick to you know STIs and uh, preventative measures, but I added in that it's a part of, you know, loving, uh, being a loving couple. So it was really, really fun for me to teach that. And that's how pretty well started. And then one day I had a meditation and I, I had a deep meditation and I said, please tell me what I should do for the rest of my life. And what came out of it was I need to teach couples and anybody who's dating out there, because it's hard to navigate the sex world, right, when you're dating. And even when you're in a couple, when you're starting off, you really want to start off right and you want to keep it going. So it's really, really important that um, we find really wonderful ways to uh, keep it alive. Even in my own couple, there's been some plateaus. And so my husband has been really supportive and letting me experiment on him. <laughs> so that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, he is great about that. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't even flinch or anything when you talk about sex, you know, with, <laughs> with you know, couples, other couples outside. And just like it's kind of matter of fact for him now. It's like no big deal. I think that's great. <laughs> no blushing. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's an expression of his love, actually, because that that's yeah. not who he was when I first met him, but he loves me so much that he's, you know, he's willing to li- let me live my best life, and this is what I love to do, so he's been so supportive. It's been amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. Now, uh, I know this is going to come up later, so I'm going to ask it now, is that, you know, is this really just relevant for heterosexual couples or is this relevant also for, you know, bisexual or, you know, gay, lesbian? Oh, that's a really good question. And I I actually, um, I interviewed before, while I was writing my book, I interviewed some gender professors and I asked them exactly how should I approach this, right? And they said, 
don't even mention it in the book. Just write a separate book on that. So I'm looking for a partner because I'm obviously not, I'm in a heterosexual relationship. So I'm looking for a partner that can help me to write that book because I think they need a dedicated book because it's, it's, it is a little bit different, you know, but we're all in relationships and that is basic, right? We all want to be loved. We all want to be cared for. We want, we want to feel the excitement and the connection. So a lot of the book will really help all couples because we all basically need that we need to learn how to communicate that's in the book we need to learn how to have foreplay that's in the book you just have to go to her her or him him right you know because it's (laughs) divided as a it's a marital tool right but it could be for absolutely anybody that wants to really Mm. engage and really improve their couple oh that's great well you know you know why is it that um people um, as a couple, you know, they get married, and then life sorts of happens, and then the the heat, the simmering, all that kind of stuff kind of dies down. It seems to be extremely common phenomenon. So, what's your take on that? My take on that is because we're not we're not really putting a focus on intimacy and romance. We need to really do that. I'll I'll talk to you about that a little bit more if you'd like in the kissing part, because we forget to kiss, right? And that's before you kiss. Uh, Like if you don't kiss in a couple, that's exactly what you need to be intimate. So you might say, oh, I don't have, I've lost my desire. I don't feel like making love anymore, right? Some people out there might be saying that. Well, once you're Mm -hmm. married for a while, you need to kiss because that's what's going to ignite the passion, the excitement, the arousal. You have to kiss first. And that's going to really help help you to... uh, Bring the desire back because that's what starts after you start kissing, not before. So you need to do all kinds of things that I'll talk about today, massage, um, communication, you know, just talking more. These are all important things to get your fire going again. And, and we just stop doing that, and then we wonder why are we going into plateaus or even deep dives, right? So, um, yeah, it's important to get that spark flying again. Oh, fascinating, fascinating. So um, where do you think we should start? Like, um, how about communication? Something, you know, kind of like (laughs) not too stressful for those that are on the show going, oh, my God, is she going to pick on me? (laughs) No, I'm not going to pick on you. Don't worry. Not like I did last time. I've been on the I've been on Karen's show a couple times already, and uh, we had a lot of fun. Let's just say, go back and listen yeah. to those shows actually, because I've I we talked a lot about games and five love languages. That was so much fun. Yeah, that was. How great. about we start with like hot conversation starters? Because you want to you want to ask, you want to start by asking open ended questions. That's how you start communication. And really, the best way to do it is to talk about anything that you really appreciate from the past, right? What, remember when we used to do this? Remember, I just love doing that. You can talk about that. And I can give you some examples in my book, just open-ended questions that you can ask each other. So you can ask, like, when we first met, what were your first impressions of me? That's a real good way to get started. Um, it's like a warm-up, right, Karen? Mm-hmm. And when did you decide you wanted to get serious or marry me? What is your favorite cute or enduring quality of mine? So, like, ask questions from the past and now the present. Um, what, what is it that you like that I do? So you're, you're really warming things up. And I think to have a conversation, you need to set the stage, right? You need to plan it because we're so busy today. 
it's important to plan it. So decide when you're going to talk. Maybe, you know, Thursday night we're going to, it's our regular date night. Let's stay in and let's chat. Let's just chat tonight, right? Let's just talk and set the stage by um, maybe setting up some candles, light a fire, bring out your best wine, or even make a special romantic dinner. Those are really good ways to start a conversation to get the mood set. And then um, you can also maybe uh, remember how to talk, always positive talk, right? It's really important to talk positively and not inside the bedroom. Ne- never have any um, negative talk inside the bedroom, by the way. Um, mm, it's important to have tip. the talk outside the bedroom, yeah. So Yeah, yeah I so noticed I, that I the people... No, I was going to say, I noticed that um, uh, I, I think in my last marriage, uh, my, my husband said uh, he he never wants to go to bed angry at anyone anymore because mm-hmm. he had uh, his grandfather die the next day after he had a shouting match with him, and he always regretted that. Oh, yeah, so really, I kind of remember that, that going, that's probably really good advice, you know, never go to bed angry. <laughs> you know, see Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a good point. And boy, you don't want to feel that, have that on your conscious, right? But you know what? Some couples do need some time. Sometimes to, um, if you openly talk about it, sometimes you do need 24 hours or to talk about it the next day because some people Mm. really need to think. My husband's like that. Like, I I want decisions now. But we're not not all like that, right? Some of us need that extra time to think and ponder, but need to communicate that. And you need to say, you know, I'm feeling a little angry about this issue right now and I can't think clearly. That's what the Gottmans say. Gottmans is a... um, like the number one therapist, I think, right now in the U.S. And I've taken their course, um, and it's just phenomenal. Um, And I can actually help couples with testing to see exactly what you need to work on. So what they say is do take the time to think about what you want to say and don't get into that, you know, harsh start where you're starting to talk right away and you're angry and, and, you know, sometimes you need time to think about what you're going to say and you need to bring your best um, voice forward because you need to really speak positively in your couple to, because you, you both want win-win, right? It's not, um, mm-hmm. um, I, I listen to me, I'm, I'm the winner here. Like I'm going to win this argument, right? So that's, that's really important in conversations to like take the time to, to take a break. So, and yeah, I think the voice really that smart. you use is, mm-hmm. So I was going to say the voice that you use when you're talking to your partner is important. Smile a lot and use soft vo- a soft voice and maybe even a playful voice. You know, you can even, if the person likes to be touched, put your, put your hand on their knees, you know, and um, you can then have those sexy conversations. Do you want me to add, add some more questions, Karen, about what kind of questions you can ask each other? Because I can get into the sex part right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I think that's really a really great tip that you've given is that the open-ended, you know, question and uh, memories of the past. I never really thought about mm-hmm. that, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny because you know James will sometimes just bring it up out of the blue. You know, I remember <laughs> when you know, and it was, it's kind of fun uh, when that happens. So that that's pretty neat. Uh, the voices, you know, it's funny because um, I've had. Uh, you know, like, you know, dates or boyfriends, in the past, not many, but <laughs> I'm kind of a wallflower. But, um, you know, in the past where, you know, I, I tend to have this 
use this kind of cutesy voice thing, and they've been partners that have been, like, totally turned off by that because they, they're like, mm-hmm. I am not dating a child, you know? <laughs> but then other partners <laughs> are like, hey, that works for me, you know? That's kind of hot, or, you know, it's so funny. And I, I used to think that was wrong, I guess, you know? Like, I should be an adult woman, you know? Like, why am I mm-hmm. using cutesy voice? Although although I do, I do realize that it's somewhat manipulative, because, you know, if I want James to do something and I know he's not going to like doing it, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, hi. You know, he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and so it's like this, this joke, you know. Um, but but I got to right. tell you, the, it's funny because it, for, for us it works. And I try not to judge myself anymore. That is amazing because um, the Gottmans say that couples who laugh together, are that's when an advanced move. If you want to try, you know, if there's something stressful and you can joke about it, that's, you know, that is a, you know, a pro couple, master couple that's doing that. So that's a really good, that's really good that you're doing that, hon. That's fantastic. Well, I'm not sure I'm doing it in times of stress necessarily, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think James' yeah, a, favorite thing is like he is such a comedian and a clown that um and I tend to be more like you know the the serious um more formal type and so when I feed back to him the silliness that he is he just gets so shocked and then he just bursts into <laughs> laughter he thinks it's so hilarious because it means I'm actually listening to him <laughs> and his silliness yeah yeah so you should see us playing with the dog I think people would probably commit us if they actually saw the silly <laughs> that we do together with our with our now child. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you know what that I think dogs are a really good example of unconditional love when you when a dog when you come to the door, the dog always goes to the door. And they're always yeah. wanting to love you, right? And I think we should do yeah. that as a couple. Like we should always drop what we're doing. I try to do it every day. Sometimes it's really hard if I'm in the middle of something, but I try to do it all the time. Go to the door because that's showing my husband, that he's the mm. highlight of, you know, it, it's the highlight. And I want you to come in and I want you to know that you're an important part of my mm. night moving forward. And he feels like, oh, wow, she's, this is like, this is the start of some love coming tonight. You know, this mm. is a really good start for our evening. So dogs can really teach us a lesson that way, I find. I love dogs mm. so much. Yeah, that's that's really good. I, James is really good at that. I have to say, much better than I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tend to be in mode and be like, "Nope, my door's shut," and you know, "Don't bug me," kind of thing. But he's really good about when he comes. You know, when he's leaving, he'll come give me a kiss. When he's come, when he comes back, he comes in and gives me a kiss. You know, if I come back from work, he comes and goes. You know, usually the dog's there first, but then they'll come in and, kiss and you know, give me a hand with whatever. You know, it's it's great. It's actually pretty rare, unless he's in the middle of cooking or something that. They mm-hmm. doesn't come to the door mm-hmm. to greet me. So, yeah, yeah, right. thank you. I know, you know, I realize. Yeah, and that's really, not so really bad because he's, well. uh, yeah, and, he, and it's not so bad because he's cooking for you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I get a lot of that. Lucky me. All right, let's get to the sex yeah. part. <laughs> okay, let's get to the sex part. <laughs> so, um, by the way, if you want to speak actually... to Mary Claire, you can give us a call at 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand's up. Again, 818-514-1190. All right, Mary Claire, take it away. So, take it away. So there's a there's dozens and dozens of these open-ended questions in my book, and Gottman's always say, you know, open-ended questions are really a good way for you to get to know each other and and be closer as a couple. So here we go. Um, Describe three things that make up the perfect kiss. 
So you can find out exactly how your partner wants to be kissed, and then you can maybe practice that, right? Um, mm. What would you say our top three sexual memories are? So there might be uh, things that you'd like to do again, right? There might be some top threes there that you want, oh, I didn't even know you liked that, they could say to you, right? Okay. So you're talking about, you know, the levels of talking. So do you like to talk dirty? If so, what do you like to hear? So I find that there's like several levels of of dirty talk. Um, Some people might like just polite terms, like, you know, you're just saying the penis word and not giving another word for it. (laughs) There's talk where you can... (laughs) <laughs> there's a there's another way of talking where you really personalize the talk where you'll give your um, sexual organs names and that's really super fun and then there's more vulgar talk and you can have more of a take me now and use more vulgar talk for that I probably won't say it on the air in case any mothers have any kids around <laughs> I'll keep it somewhat G-rated um, imagine that here's another one imagine t- that tonight you're the boss of me what are the three things you'd have me do to you? <laughs> That's a good one. That's actually one of my favorite. It's called Three Desires in my book. And you take turns uh, really asking each other, like a dream of Janie kind of thing, actually asking each other what you'd like to do now. And it's super fun. It's my, actually my favorite game in the bedroom because you get to try all these things that just pop into your imagination. And you you have to ask the question, would you be willing to do this? Because, of course, your partner might not be willing, but you might also ask, what are you willing to do? There might be part of that that they'd be willing to do. Okay. So yeah, those are four questions. I like questions. that, the whole open-ended, you know, open-ended questions that go into the sex realm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, you know, um, studies show that we we're, couples are really, they don't talk about sex. They don't ask for what they want usually. It's very rare that they do, and we think that our partners are, um, they have a crystal ball, and they can guess, and they, sh- they know me. They should know that I want that, or I've mentioned it before. How come they can't remember that? And so they live their lives, their whole lives, wanting something that they'll never get. So all of these mm. hot conversation starters, these, these, these are great means for them to get to that. <laughs> That's great. Super fun. That is awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know when my, my millennial um, assistant is going to get married, but uh, <laughs> she's getting a copy of the book. That's, and when you come down to uh, Lake Plaza, I'm going to have you sign sign them. So. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good. I'd I'm love sure. to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, so tell us more about the central massage. You mentioned that earlier, okay. and um, yeah. sometimes people think, "Oh, that's so much work. Why would I want to do that?" So, yeah, what are you, what's your your understanding of all that? Why that's important? Yeah, it's um, it's really important to get out of your mind and into your into your body, right? And you know, you've got to let go of your work. You've got to let go of your kids. You've got to let go of your mother-in-law. You've got to let go of your negative mm-hmm. thoughts about your body. Mm-hmm. And what you need to do is really focus on sensation. But sometimes that's hard, that's hard to do. It's, um, you know, I call this an emotional transition that we need to have. We need to get over the, you know, that self-talk. And it's a, lot, a lot of the times it's negative self-talk, and we're not really getting into the moment, right? So we really need to get into um, really loving our like feeling really feeling what the person's doing when they're touching you really get into the mindfulness feeling because 
you really got to get in tune with all of those sensations that your partner is, is offering you. And sometimes that's hard to do. So what I usually suggest couples to couples um, is that they should maybe start by a massage, just a relaxation massage to get out of your head and into the body. And I actually show how to do that in the book. And oh, great. Communication. Yeah. Yeah. So I start off with a relaxation massage because you really – you need to relax before you start making love. And essential massage is part of making love. So get into the relaxation part first. And remember, communication is super important. So it's really important that it's 100% positive. So when you're giving your partner feedback, when you're getting a sensual or a regular massage, you say, can you try a little bit on the right? Oh, my God, that feels good. That's so good. And you give them feedback right away. And if you're not the type of person that gives feedback, you need to moan. (laughs) So that's a signal. That's a signal that they need to stay there, or or you know, stay there a little longer. And remember that special zone that needs attention next time, right? Oh, I remember she moaned a lot, or he moaned a lot when I was there. So I've got to remember to go back there. So um, I can give you maybe the key ingredients to a really great massage, um, a really sexy massage, and that's to really have some sexy music playing in the background. I have some. Really sec- a really sexy playlist at the back of my book. Um, I recommend that you set some candles, some coconut oil. And I would suggest when you're giving essential massage to tease a lot. And I go through that in the book. And you need to go slower than you think. We always go a little bit too fast when we're massaging our partner. So, And get some feedback. Slower, faster. Um, how does this feel? And I would probably massage from the outside in. And you just do some flybys um, with the erogenous zones that you can discover together. I have a whole section on that in the book. Um, it's called a love map, so you could really figure out what your partner's erogenous zones are. I would probably do that before I do the central massage so that you know that you can spend some time in those special spots. <laughs> mm, oh, great advice. Fantastic. And uh, you suggested coconut oil? Yeah, I really love coconut oil. Um, it's it's even better when it's formed up. But I do have to warn people out there if they're using condoms that you should not use coconut oil, at least not on the condom or on your um, in your vagina, because the condom can break. Chances are it can oh, break. So we don't want right, that. Kind of melts want, it. If you don't want an unwanted pregnancy or STDs, et cetera, STIs, they call them now. So yeah, coconut oil is amazing. It's my number one go-to. <laughs> well, and also it's safe. good for everything, right? <laughs> From my point of Sorry, view, Hannah, it's safe and healthy. It's safe and healthy, exactly. It's antimicrobial, yeah. and it's got yeah, it's awesome. My favorite, right? And you can, and if you're not using condoms, you can use it internally as well. It doesn't sting and. Um, like you said, antimicrobial. Yeah, that's that's great. Well, you know, when women yeah. go through, uh, you know, hormonal changes and menopause, and of course men go through andropause to some degree, um, there are some bodily changes there. I was just curious if, I mean, we have, you know, couples now um, who are just getting together, you know, as uh, older right. couples or remarrying, things like that, and and so they have some physical issues. Do you have any advice for them regarding, like, you know, lubrication for women or, you know, um, desire, libido for men, et cetera? 
for everybody, I say lube, 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 lube for everyone, but especially, it's especially important if you're in the menopausal years. And I have to tell you, just because you're going through menopause or andropause doesn't mean you can't have a lot of fun in the bedroom. A lot of the games that I have in my book will really help couples, even just playing with each other. Just, you know, you don't even have to do penetration. You could just play with each other and enjoy the sensations. Um, but hey, I've had my best sex since I've pa- I'm past menopause. But when I was going through menopause, that was my best, those are my best sexual times. So, <laughs> you know, if you have the intention, um, sex is really between the ears, it's in the brain. So if you really have the intention to make things fun and do some role play, bring bring the love back into your couple. You'll be surprised how sex is from the time that you, you know, that you start playing, right? Sex is defined not just by, you know, on 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 um on movies you see the couple you see penetration, that's sex. Hello, that's not sex, everybody. Dr. Lori Mintz talks about um, how important it is to pleasure women's clitoris. You know, spend a lot of time there um, and spend a lot of time pleasuring his penis and have some exploration nights on how he wants to have his penis played with, right? You can do all of that, and that'll really bring um, some fun back, and it'll really connect you and get you aroused again and start kissing again, right? Kissing's important. Do the sensual massage. This is all sex, right? This is all foreplay, which is a part of sex. Yeah, it seems to me, to me that, well, I was, I was going to say it seems to me that, um, you know, what I hear and, and what I read and, and uh, not even, it's sometimes even in movies, you know, they show the couple after a while there's no foreplay because they you know, kind of know each other and then, you know, you just kind of go, okay, uh, we've got like, wait, uh, half an hour for sex, so let's just go. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that exactly, doesn't seem exactly. to be life affirming, I suppose, um, because then people feel rushed, or, or that uh, here's the other one is that uh, like I was asking about the lubrication with you know menopausal women, but I've heard about you know people feeling guilty about that, like you know I can't lubricate anymore, and I should be able to, and my partner doesn't want me to use lubrication because he doesn't like the feel of it. So just curious if you had any comments or advice on that. Um, with regards to lubrication, um, I think it's important to find the right lube that suits your couple. So I think it's important to explore. And I think mm. definitely get rid of all the guilt that has, that's around lubrication because some women that are super healthy and super horny won't even lubricate. Like that's, that cannot be a measurement of excitement. Mm. So please do lube. Lube and really discover what the right amount of lube is um, and put some lube some water-based lube inside a condom too because that can be make it more pleasurable for the man that could be a lot more fun to have a have some lube um in the condom and for women please please lube it up and really get women ready like do some of these things that can really excite them you know i don't want anybody to feel guilty about lube or you know um i use it but really do the things that you need to do to do to tease them and to really go slowly and take your time to kiss them and connect with them and massage them. And same thing with men. Sometimes men sometimes come home with a lot of pressure from work and they just can't get in. They can't, they're not in the mood, but maybe for them to get, you know, to relax a little bit more might be good. Some massage is really important there too. So yeah, lube, let, let's just let go of all the guilt that comes from using lube. And if your partner doesn't like it, you know, it's a part of 
giving and taking when you're in a couple. So maybe you can give them something that they, that is hard for you to give. And, you know, it's, it's what we do in a couple. We try to really try to pleasure each other and try to have fun and really look at your partner's pleasure and get high from that. I know a lot of men do get that from the workshops that I've given in the past. They really get high from watching their women's, um, you know, get excited. And, and I think some women are like that too. So you can find your pleasure in that. Mm, yeah, and then there's the guilt of, you know, self-pleasuring, which we were taught as or many of us were taught as young people, like that's a no-no. You know, that's bad. You should save yourself for your husband or wife or whatever it is. You know, and so there's that residual and uh, like familial guilt about, oh, I should be able mm-hmm. to have an orgasm without clitoral stimulation or, you know, that kind of thing. So if you could address yeah. that for a little bit, that'd be great. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, so um, so self-pleasure is really important that we do that. Um, for people out there that believe in God, I do. I believe that the clitoris was given to us for pleasure and self-pleasure she needs. So the clitoris um, is all, of it, you know, we can reach it, our hand, God put our hand there so we can reach it. And God gave us the clitoris so we can really enjoy it. That is her sole purpose. She has no other job to do but to give you pleasure. So from the very beginning, even kids, like, just tell them, you, it's okay to do that. We do that. Everybody does that. Just go in your room and keep it private for yourself. So the clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings, so it's really important to pleasure her. And we have a lot more similarity um, to that glands. It's, it's, the similar, it's similar to the glands of the head of the penis. Um, right. It's the same tissue as the woman's inner lips, and we, that is also known as the labia minora, by the way. So our glands are almost the same as a man's. As a matter of fact, the clitoris is actually a mini penis. Ta-da! Ta-da! It gets a boner the same way as a penis does. Some people don't know that out there. So that's the number one way that women need to be need to have orgasms. Only 5% of women can have orgasms through penetrative sex. According to Dr. Laura Mintz, she's, Laurie Mintz, she's a, a University of Florida uh, professor, she's a sexual educator, and she's also my friend and colleague. So she Whoa. says in her book, in becoming clitorate, she says in her book that only four percent of women have orgasms for first-time hookup sex. Only four percent, the first time you make love. That's telling us that women aren't asking for what they want, and you shouldn't have sex with your partner until you've pleasured yourself and you know how to gain pleasure from exploring yourself and. You know, wait and wait and wait when you're dating, please, until you really know how to ask for what you want because you deserve to have an orgasm. You deserve to have that great first feeling with your partner the first time that you do it. And if you don't, it's no big deal either. You know, no pressure there. Sometimes it just takes time for you to have more communication. But that clitoris does need a lot of attention. And sometimes when women have orgasms um, through penetrative sex, it's because they touch it with the penis they can get into some angles where you can get it touched but the bottom line is make sure that that clitoris gets stimulated with the penis with the hand with a sex toy she needs to have some fun mm. yeah it's interesting i know definitely in you know conservative asian family lines it's not something that was <laughs> talked about for sure 
And, uh, you know, I remember there was a book. I may have mentioned this on the other shows that we were together, but there was this book that my mom read. It was like a cartoon, but it was like, you know, the birds mm-hmm. and the bees, but in a cartoon format. And my mom literally skipped over the chapter on masturbation. Oh, she says, well, we're not going to read that chapter. And I'm like, why? Oh, no. And she says, well, you know, it's it's about this. You know, she kind of explained it. And she says, well, and that's not good to do because you want to save yourself for your husband. You oh, know, boy. you don't want to over whatever. She, I can't remember what she said, but you don't want to, like, mm-hmm. you know, be able to. What's the point of having a She's so funny. What's the point? She'll probably kill me if I told her I told you this. But <laughs> what's the point of, you know, having a husband then? You know, she's like, what's the point of having a husband right. then? If you can just pleasure yeah. yourself and then, you know, then what's the point? You know, so, I, there, you know, mm-hmm. there's that guilt again, you know, that Catholic guilt mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> Exactly. Love that. Yeah. And then I think eventually, I think it was years later where I finally snuck that book out to read that bloody chapter <laughs> to see what they said. <laughs> Good for which you. Which was very healthy. You know, which, really? whatever they said was very healthy. And I was like, oh, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> but it was tough. I definitely had like this chip on my shoulder or so, whatever you call it, like, mm-hmm. you know, because of like this feeling guilty, like, oh, my mom would really, you know think badly of me, you know, if she knew, blah, 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 whatever. So so I'm sure other yeah. families go through that too. Of course. It's, 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 yeah, a lot of families, especially in the old days today, I hope, I think parents are raising their kids a little bit more sex positive, um, at least parents that are well-read and, and, uh, in, in the sexual world, they, they become sex positive parents and they, they teach their kids in, at the right amount of, at the right time, um, and they definitely answer every question that kids offer. So that's really important. And that's why I, ri- I wrote my book, because you're, it's really important to start off your wedding right, your marriage right, or even your, any kind of new relationship right. And the key is really to communicate and to have fun. It's so important to have pleasure mm-hmm. with your body. Yeah, oh, another thing for, for masturbation. One more thing that I want to say is if once you get, you know, once you're in your couple and you're used to each other, I think it's a really good for you to masturbate in front of each other. Sometimes that can be really hard. Actually, Jerry and I went to a conference. Um, it was a tantra conference, and we had that as an assignment. And it's something that I was embarrassed to do because of my Catholic Catholic upbringing. And then when we did that, um, it actually made me feel so close to my husband. I felt I felt so vulnerable. Um, it felt so vulnerable to do that, and that vulnerability really brought us closer together as a couple. So cool. try to do that and and observe what your partner's doing, and you can maybe help them with pleasure by noticing, oh my God, they're going fast. Oh my God, he's got a really good grip on there. <laughs> or you know, try to observe. <laughs> oh, look where she's going. She's not on her clitoris. She's beside her clitoris. So you can maybe take the time to really observe how they do it. It's a super fun thing to do. You can use it as a theme night, an exploration night. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, I think you might have mentioned that too before. Yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I can definitely understand the whole vulnerability part. I definitely would have felt that before for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the most vulnerable moments with our loved ones, that's sometimes the best place to be that intimate, including, you know, these conversations, which may or may not have anything to do with sex, is like, I feel mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, or I feel scared, or I feel whatever, mm-hmm. and um, have that person be able to, you know, listen and come close and um, 
and and <clears throat> and speaking of uh, earlier, we talked about foreplay. I this is the funniest thing I think is that um, we talked about the five love languages in another show, and that oh, even though my mom hates reading. <laughs> I did share with her what you shared with me uh, briefly um, and about how her you know, three out of the five love languages do not match that my dad's love language and his is gifts mm. of service and so is mine. So, um, so foreplay to me is like cleaning the whole house and having dinner ready and the floors mopped and, you know. And <laughs> exactly. For and, some women, you need like, that to relax. Yeah. Yeah, I feel taken care of, right? I feel yeah. more settled. I don't feel like I'm already over so responsible. It's like I don't want to feel like I need to be responsible for other things too. Um, and so that's helpful for me. And for other people, it's more like the romantic candles, you know, rose petals on the bed and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is okay, exactly. but not my thing, you know. Right. So my mom said right. it, and it, I'm gl- it did make her get you know, a better relationship with my dad, just knowing the two different, the differences between the love languages. That's awesome. So this is, this Mm -hmm. is so important because uh, you've, you've, you've just highlighted a way that another woman would love to be loved. You know, it's, it's really about how you, you can't focus on making love in a messy bedroom or in a, you know, when there's dishes in the sink. So guys out there, pay attention to that or, or women out there, pay attention to that. Um, and get those things going on and then maybe maybe pour them a nice bath to get them to relax. And while they while you do that, you can, you know, take care of the dishes and maybe maybe go back and pour them a glass of wine to make them feel loved, act of service. <laughs> and then, you know, the massage after that. Or just maybe they'll be so relaxed I'll be able to start making love to you right away. But ask what your partner <laughs> wants. It's, we're all different. We need to ask. Those five love languages are awesome. Awesome, Karen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Being able to ask is is a big deal, and this is, uh, you know, unfortunately not, you know, not a common skill set that we grew up, you know, learning, um, and so it is pretty challenging. But it does help with you know people like you out there being able to make it okay and you know have that experience and counseling, you know, couples and singles on you know these different things, so we can go oh. Okay, you know what I grew up with or what I learned isn't right. Like you know, just the thought. Like for example, like my mom was saying, well, you shouldn't masturbate because it, it'll be you'll ruin your marriage. I was, I mean, she was implying that, you know. So then right. there's this whole huge emotional guilt trip, you know, of mm-hmm. of that kind of things, and just having someone else go, oh no, no, that's wrong. <laughs> you know, that doesn't really work. And they're like, oh great, thank you. I don't have to feel guilty anymore. So it's fantastic. Right. Um, you know, to have, uh, you know, have somebody like you, you know, write this playbook. Um, now, we, we mentioned early on before you came on uh, your website, so it's relationshipbliss.ca. Uh, if anybody has yeah. any questions, by the way, here's your last chance to ask Mary Claire. Um, so put your hand up by dialing 818-514-1190 and hit 1. So share with us, like, oh, do you have workshops? Do you have, like, online support or coaching, counseling, mentoring, that kind of thing? Yes, I do online support. So and it, I can uh, coach couples or singles um, online through Skype or through Zoom. Um, and uh, I also uh, have couples and singles locally here in Ottawa. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's sometimes scary at first to 
to um, to get some help, but get help. You know, get help so that you can get closer and to have. Sometimes it helps when somebody else suggests something. Sometimes you want to suggest something, but it's hard. But sometimes it helps to have somebody from the outside. You know, go over yeah. your relationship and see what we need to do. Gottman's have over 400 questions in their testing. I use their testing if couples are willing to do that. And it it pinpoints exactly what we need to work on with regards to communication, how we need to appreciate each other more, everything, every possible aspect. Um, You know, Gottman's have used over 40 years or almost 40 years of, of couple testing. And they've come up with these questions that I love to use when I'm working with couples. Um, and also, you know, how to build desire in your couple, right? How do you, how do you uh, communicate to one another to ask what you need? I love to work on that. And kissing for single people is so important because, you know, you might think, oh, I know how to kiss. I'm a pro kisser. But in my book, I have seven different styles of kissing. And, you know, my husband and I, uh, once I was giving a workshop on kissing, and uh, he was listening, and I didn't think he was listening. And later Mm -hmm. on in the hot tub, he gave me this amazing kiss that totally set me on fire. And so he gives me those kisses all the time, you know, and that needs to be taught. There's skills that you can learn, and I'd love to share that with you because I want you to feel amazing love in your couple i want i want that to come back for all of you out there yeah so connect with me at relationshiplist.ca um, i'm on facebook also at relationshiplist on twitter at mc tovet on instagram at the dot sex dot whisperer <laughs> Woo-hoo, the sex whisperer i love it yeah i see your friends yeah. all the time <laughs> they're awesome <laughs> great memes and i love your website it's so so clean and beautiful and easy to navigate um, and I see where you have, you know, future workshops coming up. And also, of course, people can go also to the relationshiplist.ca and click on the Honeymoon Playbook link uh, where you can get either the print or ebook versions of the Honeymoon Playbook, which is uh, now out finally. Yeah, so yeah, Mary Claire, next time you come down to Lake Placid, I'm, I'm going to have I'm gonna have a special request. So you're going to have to have signed books for me to buy. <laughs> Since you're going to be here Actually, they, at There are a couple yeah, they're actually my books that are already signed are are, are in the bookstore in Lake Placid. You can go to the bookstore, oh, and I already got. Already I already have, fantastic. But if you want to personalize them, I'd love to personalize them for you. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, cool. Well, Mary Clay, thank you so much for your time here today. It's been a blast as per usual. Um, congratulations <laughs> on your new book and your success and the website and just your it's just fantastic uh, that you're really um, you know sharing your wisdom your guru-ness out there with the rest of the world and thanks for our listeners for listening in until next time bye mary claire bye everyone bye thanks hon